Hang on. Hang on. Halt. to this my pa podcast before we start we got a voicemail from our friend jonathan leonard hey greg i uh, was listening to your bangs episode i uh, just wanted to say with that song i never appreciated it until i heard them bring it back as a live version in like 2018 or so um but on the subject of uh album openers that Flansburg did. Uh, yes, Apollo 18 is the first one, but he also did Factory Showroom with SEXXY. Uh, if you don't count Drinkin', which is an instrumental opening for Long Tall Weekend, the next one is She Thinks She's Edith Head, so he's the first one that has uh, vocals on that. Uh, Fibber Island on No. Uh, co-vocals on ABCs and 123s with the theme songs uh, for those. And uh, that is it. So there's some, but it is mostly Linnell. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yeah, okay, so Adrian and I uh, blanked on quite a few Flans openers, so thanks for that correction there, Jonathan. Anyone can leave us a voicemail at 224-801-2930. And on with the episode. I'll take back my piñata, it's wasted on you Just spinning that fool cue all over the room And give back the blindfold that's under your shoe Let's drink, drink, this town is so great Drink, drink, cause it's never too late To drink, drink, to no big surprise But what words rhyme with buried alive Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I have a returning guest from long, long ago, Marianne McTrow, to talk about the song, Drink! It has an exclamation point, so you have to yell it. Here we go. Drink to no big surprise, but what? Words rhyme with buried alive. What words rhyme with buried alive? Marianne, hi. Hi, Greg. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. So <laughs> you were on the Spiraling Shape episode. Yes. That aired in May, and you just reminded me that we recorded it in <laughs> December yes. of 2018. Mm-hmm. So it has been a long, long time it since has we been talked a long time. Yes. on the phone. You've you've grown so much. <laughs> I know. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> oh, the podcast. I say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been rolling along, and it's uh, podcasts are one thing that aren't 
haven't been greatly affected by the pandemic or oh, quarantine yeah. since uh, it's an indoor activity. Yeah. Yep. For the most part. Yeah. You know what I've been doing a lot since under quarantine? Drinking. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> so, yeah, people could go back and listen to the Spiraling Shape episode. Yeah, and learn about my uh, my particular problems. <laughs> <laughs> problems your, pro, your problems associated with MIP Giants fandom yes yes uh, <laughs> yes people can go back and listen to that which was uh, possibly the first episode to crack two hours mm-hmm. uh, and was the longest if, I don't think it was the longest episode for more than like a month because then on Polk's oh, I aired the yes, James K. Polk yes, episode on his death was, day yeah yeah but you were interviewing two people at once, right? There were were there two people yes, on that one? It was, so Yes. So so you feel like they were cheating <laughs> Steve and Dan because yes. they were on together. Yes. Yeah. I mean both of those both those guys are my real life friends, so we're just you know, there's just a natural chattiness already. Yeah. And, yeah. and Steve is a history buff and a lawyer and we just got into all of these. He just went through every lyric about what uh <laughs> You know inaccuracies, and yep. just and then yep. it got into politics, and yep. just you know it yep. was a whole thing. Um, but then they were bested by Daryl Till with "Someone Keeps Moving My Chair," which a mm. lot of that was just that there were a ton of covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then almost bested by Gareth Lyons on uh, the "I'm Impressed" episode, mm-hmm. but it fell short by two minutes. <laughs> so two hours and twenty five minutes is the uh, is the reigning. Yeah. Daryl's the reigning champion. Wow, Daryl, <laughs> way, way to go, Daryl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you, so you've been doing a lot of drinking. Oh huh? my god! I mean, for me, I've been doing a lot of drinking. I think, in terms of, if you were to look at the Canadian population in general, I'm still at below average. But <laughs> Canadians are heavy drinkers. Uh, I, I never heard that uh, <laughs> stereotype. <laughs> so, just. Uh, you know, it's colder up there. You gotta, you gotta keep. That's warm. right. That's right. I'm, yeah, during the winter, lots of winter drinking. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the weather up there? Well, you right know, now? Um, right now in Lethbridge, it's kind of been going back and forth between rain and cold and uh, sunny and pleasant. And June for the last few years has been a real rainy month. Like I don't know if you remember the oh. so-called flood of the century, which was probably <laughs> the second this. flood of the century. I think it was. It 2013 or 2014? The stampede grounds in Calgary washed away. There were like houses floating down the river and stuff like that. But since then, it's been like every June has been extremely rainy. And uh, yeah. Yeah, for us, April is the rainy time around Mm, here. mm -hmm. April showers bring May flowers. Yeah. That's the old rhyme. You remember (laughs) the old children's tale from the sea? Uh, ah the sea <laughs> uh something about mary reference um <laughs> yeah i i don't drink at all and i think that's part of why i like this song is just you know it's about the you know well we'll get into the the i mean it's obviously about not not about drinking being a positive thing right um, yeah so <laughs> So should we talk about, um, well, I think before we get into deep analysis, let's talk about those demos and the dial song. So we got a dial oh, song yeah. and a demo. <clears throat> yep. 
And according to the wiki, there is a. Uh, it, it is unknown when the Dial a Song was. Uh, you know when the song was actually first first premiered on Dial a Song. It's got a question mark on the year on the wiki, and if the wiki doesn't know it, no one knows. It. <laughs> In your monkey suit on a cigarette break, the lunchtime crowd won't even blink, and you'd be sad if they did, but you. You could build a float for the 4th of July Based on your themes of wallflowers gone wild Look through the peephole, you've won every prize Every prize So drink, drink, this town is so great Drink, drink, cause it's never too late To drink, drink, to no big surprise but what words rhyme with buried alive? What words rhyme with buried alive? So what did you think about the... Did you get a chance to listen to that Thylosong version? Uh, yes, I did. I like it. I I have to say the... Um, oh, what do you call it? The, the delivery of it is, is probably my favorite of the, of the versions that i've heard oh um wow. even better than the official mink carver uh, almost like i feel like yeah. that sort of just it's accordion and voice mm-hmm. is just really nice for that song like it kind of underscores the sort of melancholy in that song even though it kind mm-hmm. of is like a. um uh, it's like kind of like an ironic drinking song Right. So before, yeah. yeah, before I heard the Dialus song of the three versions that I'd heard, um, the Ritz show, another live one, and Mink Carr. Mink Carr was my favorite again because of the delivery, because it has the mm-hmm. least. It's the least affected, I guess you would mm. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the one big thing I noticed right off the bat about the uh, Dialus song is the lyrics oh, are in yes. a different order. Yes. So, on, I mean, I'm assuming, like me, the Mink Car version was the first time you heard this song? Yes. So, uh, in your monkey suit on a cigarette break is, I guess, the third verse on the Mink Car yes. version? Yeah. But on the Dial a Song, it's uh, right there at the beginning. Yeah. And let's see, the float on the 4th of July. Is the second verse mm-hmm. in both of them, mm-hmm. but so here the float on Fourth of July comes after the monkey suit, and then does it have? Yeah, and then the, I'll take back my pinata. It's just it's flipped. Yeah, and uh. I think it, I think lyrically it makes more sense on um, Mink Car, like yeah. the order mm-hmm. the order of those. Definitely. Now I don't know anything about Fourth um, of July parades, but they are they often like thematic and. The theme is America. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's no theme. There's no theme other than America, really. I mean, I mean, I guess if you know, it's been a long time since you know. I wouldn't say I'm a huge patriot, <laughs> uh, patriotic guy, but uh, it's been a while since I've been to Fourth of July parade. I mean, we usually see fireworks. Who yeah. knows if those will happen this year? Um, probably won't be any parades, but. You know, I imagine floats going by that are sponsored by whatever. They might be different themes, mm-hmm. but I assume they'd all be 
America-ish themes. <laughs> like I don't know, you know. Um, but wallflowers grown wild. Yeah. I don't. I don't see that being a theme in a Fourth of July okay. flood. <laughs> but but I uh, suppose it would be. It would possibly be a winning float idea in a Fourth of July because because it shows how anyone, no matter how wallflowery you are, can break out and be like super popular. Just by drinking a lot. <laughs> I mean, drinking could be a theme for a float. <laughs> a Fourth of July float. That's what people do. You know, day off work, you're grilling. Mm. Uh, you get your, your Coors Light. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a discrepancy. Now, in th- uh, at least on the lyrics, and I, I mean, I'd, I guess I'd have to go grab my Minkar booklets to verify, but on the wiki for the Minkar version, it says wallflowers grown wild. But I'm over, com- I was comparing the verses uh, on the Dial a Song version, and it is wallflowers gone wild, which is what I always thought it was. Yeah, you know what? That's what I thought it was too when I first heard it. But then when I saw the lyrics on the wiki i thought well yeah and that makes sense and now i can hear it as grown wild yeah yeah i mean i guess it could have the same meaning either way mm-hmm. um because yeah so wallflowers gone wild be more like talking about a wallflower not as a obviously not a literal flower but a shy person who is going wild yes and but wallflowers grown wild could maybe give it more of that double meaning right. that it's a shy person and also a flower yeah. That yeah. being grown in the wild. So, um, I mean, I guess I would have to go back and listen to the dial song again with that specific word in mind. Does he say gone? Hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going you know, <laughs> to, we should listen well to it. Figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to listen real quick and just skip to that part and see. It definitely sounds like gone. Ah, uh, Okay. Wallflower is going wild. Oh, well, Wait, which I'm, one are you listening to right now? <laughs> I'm listening to the um, the Ritz, the Ritz live show, which is definitely grown wild. Yeah, I could hear it on this end, definitely. So uh, this next song is about two guys from New York City who are on like this super bender. And uh, it's like one, no, it's about friends of ours. And uh, one of them is like saying like, whoa. That's the emotional, you know, core of this song is, whoa. This song is uh, called Drink, and it's about drinking. I'll take back my pinata, it's wasted on you. Just spinning that pool cue all over the room. And give back the blindfold that's under your shoe. Let's drink. This town is so great Drink, drink, cause it's never too late To drink, drink, to no big surprise But what words rhyme with buried alive? What words rhyme with buried alive? You could be afloat for the 4th of July Based on your theme of wallflowers grown Are the verses in the Mink Car order on the Ritz show? I'd imagine yes. so, since yeah, it's from are. the same year as Mink Car. Pretty settled on what that would be. 
Okay, but what what about we skipped the the year two thousand demo? Lots of versions of this. What are the what's the verse order in this? This one also says Wallflower Gone Wild. Mm. Um, let's verify. Let's listen. So many versions <laughs> of drink. I can't keep track of all these. That's what we love about they might be giants. Yeah. We can't keep track of all the versions of all the songs. I'll take back my pinata. It's wasted on you. Just swinging that book you all over the room. And give back the blindfold that's under your shoe. Let's drink, drink. This town is so great. Drink, drink, cause it's never too late. To drink, drink, to no big surprise. But what words rhyme with buried alive? What words rhyme with buried alive? You could be afloat for the 4th of July. Based on your theme of wallflowers gone wild. Look through the people. Definitely wallflowers gone wild. <laughs> so somewhere... <laughs> Somewhere between that recording in 2000 and uh, September of 2001, when uh, or when when was the Ritz one exactly? But the album came out in September of 2001. When was the Ritz show? Getting into the weeds here with drink. Let's see. March 18th, 2001. So by March 18th, 2001, at the Ritz Theater. Flansburg had settled on grown instead of gone. So, <laughs> so I, I think we, we got that settled. All right. <laughs> uh, I forgot to ask you if you had this one before we started. Have you heard the one where they do the UB40 song Red Red Wine into drink? The medley? I feel like I have, but... I don't know if that's true. That sounds really familiar, but maybe I've just heard somebody describe it before. This song features the acoustic guitar of Mr. Dan Miller and the accordion styling of Mr. John Linnell. You might have heard songs in the key of E. That's the people's key. But what about the drunk people's key? A minor. Secretly sad. Secretly sad and sophisticated. A minor. Secretly sad. I'll take back my pinata, it's wasted on you Just spinning that pokey all over the room And give back the blindfold that's under your shoe Let's drink, drink, this town is so great are you do you uh know much about UB40 are you or are you a are Um you, a fan? you know what I am not a fan but um not a fan as in you hate them or no, as in you just no, don't know them? I just don't know them I I know Red Red like who doesn't know that song 
Right. They've been around for, it looks like, consistently since 1978. It doesn't say there's any breakups. They've been going. Wow. Uh, they're from Birmingham, England. Uh, yeah, formed December of 1978 and haven't stopped since. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Red Red Wine was the number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And then they also had Can't Help Falling in Love, which is uh, Elvis oh, cover. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know them all that much either. You'd be 40. Well, I guess Flans is a fan. I was, I always just assume that Flans is the one picking covers. It always kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Most covers that they've done have been sung by Flans. Or am I drunk? Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you. There's that one squeeze cover where they each do a version of it. Mm-hmm. Flans really seems like the, uh, you know, the guy that would kind of dig through the record crates that they used to, you know, the, the record store. <laughs> um, not that Linnell isn't, uh, well-versed mm-hmm. in, you know, the obscure rock and roll bands, but it just seems to me like Flans is the one picking, like, it's like, oh, I, you know, nobody knows that. Istanbul is let's just pretend like it's our own song right, it's so obscure right. or yeah yeah off of Minkar yep. um, yeah so th- yeah that's kind of an interesting th- it's not a seamless segue between the two mm-hmm. they just kind of let a note hold and then I think oh yeah the night because they hit an A minor and they're like what does he say he says E major is the people's key what oh is, is it the key for alcoholics or something yeah yeah <laughs> There you go. So that's that's the uh, that's the segue. <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot to listen to. Looking at the chronology, I do have Almanac. I forgot to listen to the glacially oh, slow. Oh yes, version. the glacially slow version. Should we uh, talk about this one before we talk about the actual mink car <laughs> version? Maybe we should discuss this real quick. Let me see. Shall we do this on glacially slow? Like English band slow. It's wasted on you. Just spinning that cool cue. Does it ever speed up? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think they would do that? <laughs> oh, maybe they're just trying to change it up a bit. Trying to make it into a more of a melancholy. Like, uh... Kind of loses that, I mean, the tempo of the song kind of makes it that kind of, you know... Yeah. Dr- drunk guys with their arms around each other, swaying, <laughs> singing it. It, it kind of takes that takes that pep out of it yeah yeah um yeah. i think it has too much guitar yeah there's a lot of little 
arpeggiated chords and there's very slow arpeggios. I'm just not a big fan of the guitar. As an instrument in general? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What? Really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a guitar... (laughs) What? (laughs) There's not enough ukulele in the song. I mean... Get those guitars out of there. (laughs) I think that's why I like the Dial-A-Song musically better is because it's just the voice and the accordion. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. The guitar... I don't know. Hasn't the world have had enough of guitars? <laughs> well, apparently that's what uh, people that listen to popular music think, because there's very little guitar presence right, right. in any hits today. And frankly, I think it's horrible <laughs> as a big fan of the guitar. As a, if, as a guy who spent most of his time in bands drumming, mm. I'm quite... Uh, I, I think I'm getting some sort of guitar accessory for Father's Day this year. Oh my goodness! Uh, if if uh, if, uh, if my wife's hints she's been dropping are correct, um, mm. so that's exciting. <laughs> so so <laughs> you play a string instrument that uh, is not too far off in construction from a guitar, but that's you just right. don't like the guitar. You don't like. It doesn't matter if it's an acoustic guitar or an electric guitar. Um, well, if I had to choose, I would choose an acoustic guitar, but I don't really like the jangliness that you sometimes get. I mean, there's a, there's a time and a place. What about if it were a classical style guitar with nylon strings? That would probably be okay. Then you're getting a little closer to that ukulele (laughs) timbre. Right? Yeah. You're not getting as metallic, as bright of a sound. Yes. Although you, know? you can get quite a bright sound from a ukulele. You just yeah, got to choose mean, the yeah. right ukulele, right strings. The right tuning. Yeah. 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 Sure. Is it? Has anyone ever put steel strings on a, on a ukulele? That seems crazy. But oh, I don't see why you couldn't. Probably. Yeah. 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 And then you've got those uke joes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ukulele banjos, those have steel strings, I believe. Um, Dave and I accidentally bought one when we were in Halifax. Accidentally. Yeah, we were not there (laughs) to buy uh, a banjolele, but there it was, and so we bought it. Um, but it's got, it's always had. So you call it a banjolele. I've heard (laughs) it called a uke joe. Yeah, I think. I like banjolele better. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. And I also have, I inherited a um, banjolin. From my uncle a few years ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So what's the deal with those? Well, it's it's got the um, the strings and tuning of a mandolin, but the head is is like a banjo head. Yeah, I'm looking at one right now. So it does have eight strings like a mandolin. Um, yeah, I actually just got Kara a uh, mandolin for Mother's Day. It's oh, wow. nice. Uh, Musicians married to each other oh, just keep so nice. encouraging each other's yeah. habits of yeah. <laughs> accumulating yeah. instruments yeah. and gear. <laughs> <laughs> well, this and and segueing back to a they might be giants um, part of the conversation. This uncle from whom I um, inherited the um, instrument. Uh, I was visiting him um, many years ago. I guess it would have been twenty thirteen. Maybe that was the year of the flood. And he was like, oh, you like They Might Be Giants, right? <clears throat> and I said, yeah, I do. Oh, let me let me get something for you. And so he downloaded, he pirated, because Uncle yeah. Joe was a major pirate, um, <laughs> yeah. their entire library from, like, 
Um, I'm pretty sure the Wiggle diskette is on there all the way up to um, join us, probably. Wow. And I am not a pirate, and I couldn't, like, I couldn't say no because I think at this time, um, this was when Uncle Joe had been diagnosed with cancer and only oh. had <laughs> a oh. little while left. So I, I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't want to say no. But I've never, like, so I've got, I have illegally their entire oeuvre up till join us. And I don't access it because <laughs> I just feel, uh, I don't know. It's just hidden on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't bring yourself to delete it, but you also can't bring yourself to listen to it? Yeah, yeah. But I, I sometimes I feel like, well, maybe, yeah, why don't you just, um, like, I've taken some songs from um, from the kids' albums that were on there to send to a friend mm -hmm. whose daughter was having a birthday. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I should I should just make a big donation to They Might Be Giants and then make myself feel better about having all this pirated. It, but, it is funny when that comes up. Uh people who got into them during the Napster era, especially, you know, younger folks or college kids. It's like that started to become like the mentality is that like, it was okay mm -hmm. to just do that, you know? Mm. And I mean, I used Kazaa briefly in my, I feel like senior, senior year, I was using Kazaa to grab random emo and pop punk stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I was pretty much buying all the They Might Be Giant stuff as it was, but I remember even Open Mike Eagle on his episode was like talking about even when he covered or when he borrowed lyrics uh, from Weep Day for his song, uh, and then he ended up that that was how he came in contact with the Johns. Uh, I think at that right. point he said like he had never even paid for a <laughs> They Might Be Giants <laughs> release, and he was already like getting to know them <laughs> or people that just you know everyone just streams stuff these days and i mean mm -hmm. they do get paid a little bit for streams but mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that consider themselves pretty big fans that have barely bought anything straight mm -hmm. up from them yeah yeah so, i don't know it's the age we live in true yeah anyway yeah. thanks uncle joe for the they might be giants library and the uh Angelin. So has Uncle Joe, has he since passed? Yes. Poor Uncle Joe. Yes. yes. He had good oh, taste. Oh, he was awesome. So. He had really good taste. And he, I actually lived with him um, here in Lethbridge when I was first going to university. So mm -hmm. like a fresh, not even 18 year old girl moving in with her, her mother's younger brother. I can't imagine how terrifying that would have been for him to be like now <laughs> looking after the eldest daughter of his older sister going to university for the first time. Um, Did he have any of his own kids? No. Well, he has, oh, I... he has a, a daughter from, um, uh, from a previous marriage who I think I had met when I was a kid, but um, yeah, they hadn't lived together for a long, long time. So um, yeah. <laughs> And he actually, he would let me borrow his car to go do laundry at the laundromat. And I didn't have a driver's license. <laughs> it's fine. He just trusted me. And yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> what? You didn't have a driver's license. What? No. You know, 
that seems like a thing with kids these days. They aren't as excited about getting driver's licenses as when, like, on. I feel like on my birthday when I turned sixteen, I was mm-hmm. at the DMV. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd done all my classes and yeah. driving permit hours and all that stuff. But you were going on eighteen, and you still. I mean, sixteen oh. is the driving age there, yeah, right? Yeah, sixteen. Yeah. And I, um, I got my driver's license uh, just before I turned forty-one. So like about four years ago. <laughs> what made you finally crack down and, uh, you know, break down and get well, that license? Well, because um, I thought it might be nice if one time uh, Dave had a ride to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of having to always take a cab. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So is it really walkable around where you're at? No. Well, that's, it depends where you live. Um, like for me, transit is more or less good enough to get me where I need to go, but it definitely okay. could use some improvement. Um, and yeah. Lethbridge is slowly becoming more bikeable, but as a kind of a wild west southern Alberta town, driving is, is still the main thing. Like public transit is not really well used or well respected. Yeah, in most towns of that size, I mean, even where I'm at, Lafayette and West Lafayette are usually considered one thing. It's like 150,000. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, in towns, you know, around this size, it can be kind of a crapshoot whether, you know, the bus routes are good or there's anything mm-hmm. else yeah. to speak of. Yeah. And, you know, I guess Uber is kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you got that freedom. You can hit the open road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anytime i want <laughs> how do you get to work you just you, oh i take the bus public? yeah okay yeah because yeah, well, it's good. um like i'll walk the 15 minutes to get to the um the transit stop downtown and then it's about a 10 minute bus ride to the university and it drops me off right at the front door whereas if i was driving to work i'd probably be parked um, in a parking lot, 20 to 30 minutes walk from where I want to be. So oh, really hmm. taking the bus is, is, um, is better. And plus when you ride the bus, like you can daydream and you can text and you can read, yeah. you can yeah. nap, listen to music, <laughs> drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have your little <laughs> flask. I'm looking at some pictures of Lethbridge right now. It's very beautiful. Oh, are you? Are they yeah. green? Is there They're like very green? green? Yeah, that's it. Looks like that for the month of June, and then the rest of the year it's and brown. It. And there's a lot of pictures of this big train bridge. Yes, yeah, that bridge is um, in the world. No bridge that is that long is taller, and no bridge that is that tall is longer. <laughs> there are longer bridges, and there are taller bridges, but that combination of uh, of height and, and length oh. is, is unique to Lethbridge. <clears throat> yeah. This, is there a big uh, Native American population in uh, yes. your area? Yeah. 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 We're right next to, um, uh, on, we're on Treaty 7 territory and the blood reserve is, is right there. And I think it's the largest in Canada. Wow. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of other like little pioneer settlements and stuff that have been preserved. Yeah. Wow. This looks yeah. pretty. If I ever, if if uh, if going around and visiting people is ever <laughs> a thing again, 
have to make my way up there. We've oh, talked yeah. about crazy shit like driving up to Alaska or something, like just taking a gigantic <laughs> road trip, getting a little yeah. camper or whatever. Yeah. So we'll, we'll swing by. Yeah, do it. <laughs> let's get back to drink. So drink. let's talk about the official mink car version. Okay. And this is really kind of from the last era where we, we were getting demos, you know. Um, you'll mm. hear some stuff from the spine, but really this is like demos kind of became either a thing they kept secret or just due to digital recording and recording becoming easier. Uh, we just don't get demos really right. anymore. So this one, we had quite a lot to talk about, but we would assume that they might be giants think that the best version would be the one that they put on the album. I would think so. Yeah. So what do you think about the musical elements of Drink? Because there is guitar in it, but there, there is, is guitar. It's acoustic guitar. Yes, it's, so it's okay. Yeah, played by <laughs> Dan Miller. Flansburg yeah. just sings. He apparently does not play anything on the main car version. Linnell accordion, of course, and this yeah. is the Dan Hickey era for drums. And yeah. Mr. Danny Weinkoff on the bass. Mm-hmm. I like it at this tempo, personally. I don't oh, think the yes. glacial one works. No, me too. I prefer this tempo, and I prefer this um, uh, delivery of the lyrics. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And I, I just recorded a Patreon episode with uh, four fellow accordionists, mm. and I just think there need to be more songs like this with such prominent accordion. I feel yes. like... These kind Absolutely. of songs have fallen out of favor in the They Might Be Giants canon in the last 10, even 15 years. Yep. Yeah. More accordion. Absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah. One thing I brought up in particular was like a song like, and we each picked a couple of songs that we liked uh, Linnell's accordion in, and they were mostly older songs. And I one, one that I picked was We Want a Rock, which is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And that song feels like it was written on the accordion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas in their past, like five albums, I don't know if I can name a single song where it sounds like, oh, he wrote that on the accordion rather right. than a keyboard. Right. Where the accordion seems like more of an afterthought these days, but mm-hmm. it is uh, totally appropriate for this song. Yep. It's kind of like, yep. makes it feel like that kind of uh, UK pub kind of thing. You know, some guy's got an accordion <laughs> busted out in the yep. pub yep. for a drunken sing along. <laughs> but then it's also um, like there's this little accordion bit. Uh, where it makes me think of, uh, for some reason, like a Parisian cafe. Huh. Like it's just these. Oh few yeah, notes the monkey suit like, verse. I yeah, think is, yeah. Where it goes to those little descending lines, it kind of yeah. lays like off kind the of, big chords. Yeah, like it's kind of ironic. That, but why the well because Parisian French people like to drink too. <laughs> and smoke a lot no but i mean it's like that sort of it's that kind of uh classy high culture drinking versus ah. this guy who drinks so much that he can't even um hit a pinata without a blindfold on maybe he's a classy drunk and he's chugging champagne oh maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Yes, big fan of the accordion-driven songs, and I think the yeah the tempo and the uh, uh, arrangement in this is just you know it, it seems pretty obvious. I, I couldn't see you doing this really with any other instrumentation. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to hear them try a really rocking version. But again, I mean the song's in six eight, yeah. So it's yeah. a little harder to 
have a driving rock song in 6-8 unless they really, really sped it up. Yeah, yeah. I love a good 6-8 um, tune. Do you know, there's a, a song I was thinking of, like, when was my drinkingest period, which was... Um, <laughs> 1994 to 98, which was basically undergrad. So that would have been um, John Henry and Factory Showroom. Mm -hmm. But um, my uh, Mark, who we all know about from my Spiraling Shape um, Mm -hmm. episode, and I were roommates for a summer. And we had a drinking song, which um, is a song by Spirit of the West. And it's called Home for a Week. I don't know Mm. if you know... Then they're kind of a, <clears throat> a Canadian sort of a Celtic folk rock band. And um, yeah. What's the home, song called again? Uh, home for a Week. Home for a Week. Yeah, I'll drop a clip of that in. Let me just play a little bit in my ears real quick. They're from where in Canada? Um, the east. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> across the country. <laughs> so these guys have been around for a long time, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it gets kind of uh, Pogues-ish there. Yes. It yes. takes off. So that was your uh, drinking anthem. I would too. say that was my, my drinking anthem. Yeah. There you go. So uh, when drink came out properly on Mink Car, it was, it was a little past your drinking drinkingest oh, yes. time of your life. But it, yeah. did it become one of your drinking tunes as well? No. Um, no. Well, because I didn't hear it until much, much later. Because, of course, Lethbridge, where I've been mostly based, um, you can't... The music stores are not... You don't find they might be giants. And I've I've never really been like until the last few years um, a buyer of digital music, uh-huh. and so I didn't get Mink Car probably till realistically two or three years ago. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a shame. You yeah. didn't do the you didn't do the mail order. No, because um, shipping is expensive, and the Canadian dollar, Greg, the Canadian dollar. Uh. Yes. Yes, shipping is, is is expensive as I've sent you. Didn't I end up sending you buttons twice? Like we didn't you think did. they got there, but then they got there. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and where's my t shirt, Greg? Oh shit. Okay. Hold on. 
<laughs> Let me write myself a note. What? Uh, tell me size again. Uh, I think it was medium. And did you want the standard shirt or the ladies? Oh, ladies. Okay, I think I have one. Okay, this is there. on record now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You'll already have it by the time this airs, so I'll be in the clear. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll get you. I'll get it sent out. But this this song, as I was um, learning it last year, it kind of became an anthem of 2019 for me, which was an absolutely shitty year. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. So that was, yeah. I mean, I talked to you in late 2018. Yeah. What, what happened? If oh, it's something you share. a bunch of stuff. I, I won't oh. go into it, but it was a very difficult um emotionally and and financially 2019 was um mm. uh it was bad 2020 though one thumb up so far <laughs> the other thumb starting to also go up so has yeah. your job been okay over the with everything going uh, on well you know i um they closed the campus uh yeah. mid-march and sent everybody home and i luckily had enough kind of admin type work to do that I could work from home. Um, and then I started doing a bit of research, some printmaking research for uh, one of the instructors who was doing their printmaking class wholly online. So that kept me busy. Um, unfortunately, one of my colleagues was laid off mm. and his job was abolished, which means now abolished. we only like instead <laughs> of a 2D technician and a 3D technician for all the studios, we now just have the one technician, which is me. So oh. I don't know how, I don't know what time is going to look like if things ever get semi back to normal, but um yeah, there were two of us for a reason, and now there's only one. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, that's a bummer for him, but I mean, I yeah. guess that makes it seem like your job is pretty safe. I mean, they got to have well, somebody. I mean, it depends. Um, like, they could easily abolish the art department. Mm. Like, Don't say that. Art no. is expensive. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, and our current government is, um, our provincial government is just... Um, I, I'm not even gonna. Is is it conservative out there? Oh God, is it ever? And in the most yeah. ridiculous way, like they're fixated on expenditures. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, oh, drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more rural it gets, the more conservative it gets. Well, and the entire province of Alberta somehow in the last election, except for Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, went conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, pretty much like the state of Indiana. Yeah. We got uh, Bloomington, where we used to live, that county. Uh, the Indiana University that's there is a more kind of uh, artsy-fartsy college. And yeah. people that live there tend to be more artsy-fartsy, and that county usually goes blue. And then Indianapolis, the capital, that county usually goes blue, and then everything else, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. red yes yeah i don't know I li- i'd like to think that my job is pretty safe as a music teacher in a uh, rural county because you know you might think the opposite but uh because band is so uh attached to 
football and the whole culture of of high school football in rural counties is huge. That's like what everyone does on a Friday night. And I am not the high school band teacher, but I do teach beginning band. And so I think music in general is pretty safe because of how linked it is to sports in that way. Right, so right. we'll, we'll, we'll cling on to those jocks from dear life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we get into the lyrics? Let's uh, do it. More? Yeah. All we've really talked about is the order of the lyrics and the yep. wallflowers gone wild slash yep. grown wild, uh, which he settled on grown wild. So, uh, what are your favorite lyrics to this tune? Lyrics, let me. Um, I like all the lyrics. Perfect. All right, like, we can move on now. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are, what? Are, what? Uh, specific lines are your absolute well, favorite? Well, the the idea of like starting with the pinata, and then you realize the bl- he's not even wearing the blindfold. That's how drunk. The person is still can't hit it. Um, I do like in your monkey suit on a cigarette break, mm-hmm. and that that verse, which is just like this sad, this sad fellow <laughs> who who wants to stand out but doesn't want to stand out, and is going to mm-hmm. be sad no matter what. It seems to me kind of like a person who is of legal drinking age, technically an adult, yeah, but yeah. is uh, not really acting like an adult, obviously, right. with all the careless drinking. And then even like the pinata thing right off the bat, pinatas are associated with children's parties. You know, it's not right. really a thing that adults would normally be doing unless you were at a children's party and <laughs> the kids couldn't break it. And then mom or dad has to go over and just beat the hell out of it and get right, all the candy right. out. Right. Um, so yeah, you got the pinata thing. He's, he's doing childish things uh, while drunk and the monkey suit thing makes me think of like, he puts on a suit, but he yeah. doesn't, he's not really acting like a professional even at right. work. Right. right. It's his monkey suit. It doesn't really fit him. Uh, and and he's he's like an imposter. Yeah, but then nobody he'd he'd be sad if anybody gave him a second look and realized mm-hmm. that he was an imposter. But he's going to be sad anyway, so it doesn't matter if people realize or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his escapism after work is uh, down at the bar. <laughs> right <laughs> and and i feel like uh drink drink this town is so great is um it's not <laughs> 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 only when he's really like, drunk does the I town feel seem great like, yeah like i feel like should i say it i feel like this could be about lethbridge <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but Lethbridge, like Lethbridge has a lot of things going for it, but it also has a lot of things not going for it. And so uh, I can see people um yeah. I can see someone saying this about about Lethbridge. The one thing that comes to my mind just off just right uh at the moment while I'm thinking about this is that maybe 
yeah, he's not really happy with his life, but this town is so great. Maybe he's in the bar watching some sort of sporting event. And I don't know. I just go to Massachusetts, you know, where the Johns grew up. And maybe, you know, he's like in Boston and Boston people are really, you know, everyone hates the Boston sports teams, except the people in Boston that are fans of those teams. (laughs) And so you got to have like that Boston pride, you know, and it's, it's, you know, um, or just, you know, any, any sports team or whatever, like, you know, you know, I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. Baseball is really the only sport I follow. And you got to be really against the Cubs fans. Right. It's just like a rivalry. <laughs> and, you know, so maybe he thinks his town is great just because, like, you know, he's cheering on a sports team or whatever. But right. in reality, after he leaves the bar, he lives a pretty sad existence wherever this town may yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Or the thing that makes the town so great is you're drinking. The town's right. not actually great, but you have a drink and, and it seems awesome. And it so now it's making me think of there was another song that was sort of I would consider having been a drinking song during my ninety-four to ninety-eight. Um by the band Moxie Fruvis, and it's called Drinking Song. Mm. And I just want to say that Gian Gameshi is fucking trash. And no respect <laughs> to the fellow. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't when know this I was in, uh, uh, in, in undergrad, I did own a copy of Bargainville and would listen to it um, quite a bit. Maybe his trashiness had not come out yet. Oh, no, no. It so, came out years uh, later. He's, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's absolute trash. And I just want to say man. that unequivocally. Mm. Um, and then say the drink, this Moxie Fruva's drinking song could be the flip side of of they might be giants drink where it is about these couple of guys who are drinking and the one fellow does drink himself to death essentially but mm. it's got that same kind of um same kind of feel to it okay yeah yeah there's a lot of there's a lot a lot of rock songs throughout history that uh well, really of any genre that glorify drinking or mm-hmm. even if it's not outright about drinking might mention something casually as uh drinking being cool or a good Mm -hmm. thing to do Mm -hmm. um but i like a good song like this and like i said as a non-drinker and someone who is very staunchly non-drinker in college because i didn't want to be like all the kids out drinking you know i was my Mm -hmm. little punk rocker kind of started as a straight edge thing but then just i didn't want to be like the frat boys i didn't want to drink to me punk rock was being different and everyone drank so i didn't drink Mm -hmm. and to have a song like this come out uh at that time in my life yeah i would have been 20 when this came out um it was perfect because it was that yeah just the irony of it this song sounds like a drinking song but uh (laughs) it is about how it's uh ruining this guy's life and i was like (laughs) yeah it's not gonna ruin my life i'm uh yeah sober and uh Sitting alone in my dorm room, practicing uh, synthesizer lines from the Rentals albums. I don't know. Yeah, but now look at you. You grew (laughs) up to be extremely popular. I'm the coolest guy around. That's right. Still not drinking. That's right. (laughs) Whenever we have people over for drinks, like we're going to do, I think we're going to do a fire pit in our backyard tonight. We've been doing some socially social distancing type Mm -hmm. hangs in the backyard you know spread around a fire pit and uh you know car gets some beers and i get some uh some uh specialty root beers 
<laughs> nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's my excuse to get out, get more uh, expensive sodas. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked you if you had looked at the interpretation specifically oh. about uh, uh, this guy uh, posits. Uh, he's got a little hypothesis about where the buried alive thing oh. could have come from, and he. References the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Cast ah, of Amontillado. Yeah, that's the a great story. The Cast of Amontillado. Amontillado? Yes, and I was looking it up because um, I have not. So you have read it. Oh, yes. I was. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. When I was in high school, I was a sad sack Edgar Allan Poe reading. <laughs> sitting in the closet listening to Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> you were an emo kid before it was oh, cool. Oh God, Edgar Allan yeah. Poe. He was pretty yeah. emo. Yeah. So, so yeah, this person. Uh, let's see if it's credited on the wiki. There's no name there, but the the person says, I think the end of the chorus is a reference to the cast, the cask of Amontillado. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what words rhyme with buried alive? For those unfamiliar with it, is an Edgar Allan Poe poem. It's a poem or more of a story? It's a story. One of those long poems. Yeah, it's a story. Okay. Wherein the main character kills a fellow noble for insulting him by getting him drunk and essentially burying him alive in his wine cellar. Yeah. As someone who has read the story, yes, can you elaborate on this at all? um, Well, he sort of uh, lures him down into the wine cellar by saying, I have this amazing cask of Amontillado, and then gets the guy drunk and then starts bricking up the wall nah, and, yeah. and so this guy is is bricked in <laughs> that's a horrible way to go <laughs> <laughs> but i i like this yeah the uh it's a you know for the past you know maybe 15 years of like of of television the anti-hero has come to be quite a popular thing for shows mm, you know like breaking bad right. or whatever where this horrible yeah. person this person has murdered people and you know, does whatever else is uh, the person you're rooting for. Right, and in this right. case, I don't know if you root for the narrator, but the narrator is the murderer. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Uh, I, yeah so yeah. How, how are you supposed to feel when you read this? Are you, are you like, yeah, take that guy. You're buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I don't, I don't remember if it's more of a um, sympathetic to the narrator mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. But I think I think in the in the lyrics, the what words rhyme with buried alive. Mm-hmm. It's like this this fellow has has a feeling of being buried alive and that's why he's drinking in order to to deal with it. And there's this song and the song is ironic. And so if you could just find something happy that rhymed with buried alive. But Maybe. he can't. <laughs> yeah. Even though there are many things you could rhyme with alive. <laughs> and what's, what's funny <laughs> is that he, he rhymed. Well, it's not a true rhyme. The vowel sound is the same, but between surprise and alive, those don't rhyme. That's not a uh, rhyme. So that's also kind of ironic. Right. Strictly there. speaking. Yeah. What, what yeah. words rhyme with buried alive? And he, he just didn't rhyme it. <laughs> there are many things he could have said, but surprise and alive do yeah. not rhyme. Um, the I, same I vowel sound, it. but it, the surprise, surprise, 
Yes. <laughs> it's no big surprise. No, I was not surprised. <laughs> I like the overall feeling of these lyrics. It's just a good, uh, good tune. Yeah. And uh, yeah. as guys that are a, a, a rock and roll band, a long running rock and roll band who are uh, not known for their drinking, they're drinking of caffeinated beverages. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they're not a hard drinking band. So it, it fits. Yeah. It, it tracks. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I like, um, let's see, the second, in the second interpretation, uh, about halfway down, usually songs of this style, this drinking song style, are celebratory of a person or event, but here this has been turned around, mourning a failed life that no one but the narrator ever expected to be a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much the rest of the interpretations are mostly, yes, it's about drinking uh, and a couple of <laughs> far-fetched ones, like about the narrator being a vampire. Um, oh, what? Oh, I see well, that. The singer okay, is a yes. vampire. <laughs> He's complaining to one of his rebelling minions. Uh-huh. Sure. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, that one makes no sense. Yeah. Um, I Should we get into the covers section? Because we got a few. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I think we've pretty well covered this song. So let's talk about yours first. Okay. I'll take back my pinata. It's wasted on you. Just spinning the pokey all over the room. And give back the blindfold that's under your shoe. Let's drink, drink. This town is so great. Drink, drink. it's in a different key from the original because yeah. that's what i do mm-hmm. what's your what's your tuning here i know you go with uh you've used some different tunings but we talked oh. about ukulele tunings yeah mine is the original old-timey tuning yeah. a d f sharp b ah. yeah the f sharp you know you don't see many string instruments where a string is tuned to a uh flatter sharp oh really yeah i don't I know mean, anything I- about musical instruments i mean yeah i mean the typical ukulele tuning or the one that's more popular now uh does not have no a sharp or flat in it guitars don't mandolins don't i mean you'll see a lot of guitarists tune down uh especially the guys that like it heavy you know you'll see like nirvana and green day are are fairly Mm -hmm. well known for uh tuning their guitars to uh e flat rather than e um so Uh, then that's a lot of flats in there um but typically that is not a a standard thing so yeah i'd be interested to tune my ukulele like yours and learn some of the chord shapes because they'd be completely different well they are but all like when i'm playing with people who are tuned in um in c rather than d you just have to think one chord shape off like if you are playing ah. a C, your C looks like my D. And if yes. I'm playing Makes a sense. C, 
It looks like, yeah, it looks like you're playing a different, it's just one, if you can just in your brain shift. Yeah. One chord shape. Yeah, you're transposing. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's still, you know, growing up playing trombone is not a transposing instrument. Mm -hmm. um, I've just, it's just, it still hurts my brain. And going through, you know, college for music school and stuff like that, when you're asked to compose something and it's for like four full orchestral, you know, arrangements and you're trying to piece together this very complicated thing and then you've got like saxophones or like wacky, you know, transposing <laughs> instruments. It just hurts my brain. And actually, yeah, my, my guitar right here currently has a capo on it in the fourth Ooh, fret. Fourth then, fret. Just get a ukulele, buddy. <laughs> oh, I've capoed much higher than that. You get a pretty cool <laughs> pretty cool tone there. Um and the and then, you know, I'm capoed and I'm doing my chord shapes. But mm -hmm. then, you know, the rest of the band is like, okay, so what am I playing here? Oh, your first chord is C. Wait, no, it's not really C. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. It's an E. And yeah. it's just, you know, I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Yep. Now trying to explain to everyone else and like it's every just, every note, I'm like, it's wait. just best to play alone. It's just, just yeah, best I'll to go be solo. alone. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, so really, this just a few years ago became a uh, favorite tune of yours. Yeah, and so had you already known how to play it, or did you learn it here? And uh, you you posted this just on May twentieth. Yeah, I posted it just before our original date that we were going to do the interview. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shoot, I haven't recorded that yet. No, I learned it. Um, I learned it a couple of years ago, and I, I've actually played it in public a few times. Um, so, uh, do, do you play it in a place where uh, people are drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no. Where did I play it? Uh, there's a, a community art center in town that has every year they have this um, uh, springtime family event. And so I was asked to play a set for that. And, and I put a number of They Might Be Giant songs on there and Drink was one of them. As you should. Yes. So nice, I mean, it's nice. a good family, family event song, right? Oh, definitely, right? What words rhyme with buried alive? <laughs> <laughs> you have a uh like kind of, kind of have like a custom ukulele here, right? You're talking about it in the comments. Um Which one am I playing? Is it It's a mini pineapple oh, made yeah, by DJ one. Morgan yes. in the UK. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like, beautiful. Oh my I like my the gosh. off center sound hole. Yeah, it's it's because it's so um, yeah, he puts the sound hole there, and then there's another sound hole on the top. Yeah, so wow. there's two little sound holes, and because huh. of the way he builds it, and it's so small, he has to drill a hole in the bottom to get in, and yeah. then, um, so it comes with a strap button, which is actually a very controversial thing in the ukulele world. <laughs> I don't know if you know about the strap button controversy but people um, think you're just supposed to hold it I yeah mean, you're just well i mean look how small light. it is right yeah, but right. the good thing about having a strap with your ukulele is that you can be playing and then if you need to reach for a drink right you just let go of your ukulele and it's still hanging there from yeah. your body if you need so to I'm, drink drink because this town is so great yeah exactly yeah. um so i'm i'm um I'm for the strap button. Yeah. There's also a pick controversy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. People that use picks are considered, uh, what, cheaters? Horrible. 
Cheaters, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I had a um, a tiny little ukulele and I made a felt pick for it, and it mm-hmm. sounded beautiful. It just yeah. made it ring like a bell. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I find with uh, strumming and you uh, is is that you know the up and down you know strumming. If you're strumming eighth notes, up and down strokes, you're, you know, you're hitting with your nails or the side of your fingers. I can get some kind of, you can get a more consistent tone on the up and down if you're using a pick. Since it's hitting the strings with the same kind of surface. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But typically I play without a pick. I I did have one student, uh, ukulele student, uh, he was in third grade when I was seeing him. And I could not talk him out of using a pick. Like he just wanted, I don't know if it was just because he um, thought picks were cool. Like he had gotten these like Beatles picks. Oh you know? no. Um, and he wanted to use a strap because the one that he got had strap pegs on it. So he was, he was breaking both rules. So I was just like, whatever, oh, let's just, dear. let's learn the chords and let's learn our way around the instrument. That's not really the most important thing right now. I don't think, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but maybe if you were teaching him, you would have, banned that kind of behavior oh no i mean as long as as long as you can like some people when they play with a pick they really like wail on it and it just Uh sounds like crap yeah and so that's what i'm that's what i'm against against is yeah felt sounding like like crap yeah felt felt seems like a compromise the way to go yeah 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 yeah. keep it in tune keep it in tune is the number one rule Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah, your cover is great. Thanks. Yeah, sounds awesome on that little the little Thank pineapple. You. Yeah. I, I tried to answer this guy's question. He said, what kind of ukulele is that? And I said, the coolest kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think you're right. I mean, when I found out um, uh, that I found out about DJ Morgan and, and his uh, mini pineapples, and I basically stalked his website for weeks waiting for another batch of these to come up because he doesn't make them super regularly uh, and he's just one guy who's a luthier so as soon as it came up i was like i'm buying it i don't care that it's priced in pounds and it's coming from the uk and it's gonna cost a lot of money i'm doing this yeah as far as shipping an instrument ukuleles are fairly light instrument yes so yes (laughs) Yeah, so you got a, a artisanal small batch ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, but back to the covers section, there is quite a popular ukulele song. Oh, really? And um, I guess we could play little snippets of them, or if you have one that, if you're friends with any of these dudes, do you know, uh, he usually goes by Mike Havnot, I believe, of the Pallet Jacks. Do you know this guy? He pops up a lot around uh, Misk T and that that We Might Be Giants Facebook group. Oh, yeah, you know, that's probably um, where I know him from. It looks like he's got maybe a either concert uke or a tenor uke. You'd have to tell me there. It's definitely bigger than a soprano. Oh, yeah, that looks like a tenor. So, this song's called Drink by one of my favorite bands, They Might Be Giants. I'll take back my pinata. It's wasted on you. So great, drink, drink, cause it's 
Yeah, so it's pretty straightforward. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Ukulele's in tune. <laughs> nice, bright, kind of mellow, mellow sound. I like the uh, the little the little gruff edge he's got to his voice. I think it works yes. well with this this song. Yes. Yeah. I also, I also like his posters in the back. He's obviously a ska fan. We got Skank and Pickle. We got Real Big Fish. I've already mentioned the Rentals. There's a Rentals poster in the back. Yeah. Good tempo. Good tempo as well. Yeah. Not too yeah. fast. Not too slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'll see him pop up. Most of his his covers seem to be ukulele covers as well. Then we've got um, someone who goes by the name Funk Driving. Whoa! Yeah, uh, here it comes. I'll take back my pinata. It's wasted on you. Just spinning that pool cue all over the room, and give back the blindfold that's under your shoe. Let's drink, drink. This town is so great. Drink, drink, 'cause it's never too late to drink, drink. To no big surprise, but what? takes it a little faster yeah what you think of that one pretty good yeah solid yeah the the camera shot's a little weird to me <laughs> yeah well <laughs> hiding his Some eyes people don't like to show their entire face <laughs> then you get too focused in on the mouth and mouth <laughs> mouths are weird <laughs> yeah got one more in this right. one is by Timb with the B, Master Timb, and the and I'm a fan of the the picture here. It's just an audio. Uh, it's on YouTube. Ah. It just has a picture of an accordion with a, a bunny sitting by. Ah. Music for Marcus EP. Six new acoustic covers, all recorded in one night. Ooh. So let's check this out. All right. I'll take back my pinata, it's wasted on you Just spinning that pool cue all over the room And give back the blindfold that's under your shoe Let's drink, drink, this town is so great Drink, drink, cause it's never too late To drink, drink, to no big surprise But what? Words rhyme with buried alive. What words rhyme with buried alive? You could be afloat on the 4th of July, based on the theme of wildflowers gone wild. Look through your people, you've won every prize. Let's drink, drink, this town is so great. Drink, Drink, cause it's never too late to drink, drink, to no big surprise. 
But what words rhyme with buried alive? What words rhyme with buried alive in your mind? Now there's a guitar I can get behind. <laughs> and we had some accordion like, in there too, right? It. I was trying to... Yeah, I, I feel like there was... Maybe... Maybe I just thought there was because there's a picture of an accordion there. No, there is accordion in there. Is there Definitely. in the background? Yeah, yeah you, you can hear it. When I the really guitar like strums out when a guitar it's... note, the guitar decays and the accordion comes through. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's not too uh, jangly. Yeah. And uh, that was a pretty good... Uh, Flans impression. Yeah, I know. The vocals are very, very Flans. Yeah. Very Flans-like. So all the covers we've heard, people uh, like to just take this one pretty straight up. Yeah. Like I was saying before, I'm not sure how much you could do that. I mean, it just makes so much sense to do it in this style. Just the music and lyrics yeah. uh, just yeah. fit together so well. So yeah, doing like a heavy metal version. I don't know. Would a heavy metal mm-hmm. band ever play in 6-8? I would like to hear that. Um <laughs> Seems like kind of a hard thing to do. <laughs> um, but I'd like to hear it. But yeah, all these yeah. covers were pretty straight up, but all very, very competent. Um, yes. And uh, yours definitely uh, the best. <laughs> Aw. Thanks. Hey, you're a, you're a pro at that you. And that, and that I'm that, a professional amateur. That delicious pineapple. Oh, so good. Well, hey, if you've ever been paid for one of your gigs, then you are, by definition, a professional. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> so guess what time it is now? What time is it? It's time to score the song. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. <sighs> no, Shit. you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, what, do I score first or do you score first? Oh, you got to go. It's, oh uh, shit okay yeah. um let's see what did i give spiraling shape it was something like eight and nine sixteenths <laughs> sounds believe. about right i only keep track of my my score so i, I yeah, can't help you there okay. sounds about right um do i like drink more or less than spiraling shape well i have more of an emotional attachment to spiraling shape mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna have to give drink uh seven and seven eighths <laughs> very nice looking on the wiki the uh the song does not rank very high it's it's what scored yeah it's got an average of 7.9 which seems pretty high but it's okay. ranked 563 out of 910 oh wow so it's past the halfway point down the list yeah which hmm. is surprising interesting yeah um yeah, it seems a little surprising because it's one that they've played um, quite a bit live. 413 mm. known performances. I hadn't mentioned that yet. That is a lot of performances. Seems, you know, it's got the fun sing-along and all that. Why are yeah. people not giving it the love? Is it that overall well, that people being stink stinkers <laughs> about Mink Car? Mink Car is great. Maybe. Or maybe it just, like, it doesn't have, have something that makes it absolutely stand out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like, yeah. it's really solid and good, but but that's not good enough for some people. Yeah, too simplistic or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Not enough accordion? Yeah, maybe. It's also <laughs> hidden at track 10 out of 17. It's just kind of, you know, a middle right. middle right. album track. I don't know. Like I said, I've always liked it, especially as a non-drinker. I like the uh, the ironic 
nature of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's ranked so low, a 7.9 is a pretty high up score. Uh, the, the wiki people, I, I think they tend to score more songs that they like. And someone giving something a 7 on the wiki is probably like, I don't like this song. 7. Right. But 7 is still a pretty good score. It is. It is. Uh, and I think I'm going to give this 7.5, which for me, at least compared to other stuff, is a damn good store, score. Mm-hmm. Damn good mm-hmm. score. 7.5, yeah, because then it falls, because I've got bangs as well that I did recently. I gave a 7.9. This one definitely has to be below bangs, mm-hmm. but still mm-hmm. a great song. Fantastic yes. Flans sing-along song. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for being on again, Marianne. Oh, that was yeah. fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It's good to talk to you after so yeah, long. Yeah, you too. And I'll be talking to you in not too long for the ukulele recording. I'm not right. sure if we this set will... that up. Yeah. More more Marianne. They've been demanding. Woo! People have been sending me nasty letters saying that you haven't been Where's on the podcast. Where's that Canadian? Enough. Yeah. Get that Canadian back on. We need more Canadians, eh? Uh, actually, this upcoming week, the one that's coming out as upcoming week as of this recording, is a Canadian dude named Micah. Um, where at in Canada? You know, I don't know Canadian geography at all. I, I know remember. you don't. Um, <laughs> Do I ever? Us just Americans in general don't know. <laughs> but hey, could you point out Indiana on a map if it wasn't, uh, I didn't have its a, a label? Uh Quite possibly. I've I've been to Indiana. I've been to the Ukulele World Congress. Oh, yeah. And that's where you met Derek, Twice. right? Derek yeah, Schertz? that's where I met Derek. And uh, Todd Breeden, who we're also trying to get for this uh, when we're all together. Perfect. It's going to be a big reunion. It's going to be a big Ukulele World Congress reunion. That'll be fun. Yeah. And then the rest of you will be uh, convinced to go to the Ukulele World Congress because we're going to talk it up so much. Nice. If the... If, uh, conferences and and get-togethers like that can happen oh it was held Again. online it was held oh. online this year yeah oh, nice. derek was one of the guys who like put all the tech together oh sweet um it was awesome yeah yeah, yeah derek uh shirts who people if you uh look at the facebook page for the exquisite dead guys my kind of uh mf giants cover band that did the theme song uh, for the show, we uh, Derek has hopped on, uh, played with us live on James K. Polk, actually mm-hmm. hopped in with his ukulele. And uh, he is a Lafayette resident. So maybe when we do the ukulele episode, if it's safe to have people over here in the basement, he may be with me oh, uh, live with the rest of you on the computer. So fabulous. But yeah, thanks again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that was fun. Yes, it was. Great song choice. And. Yep. Um, Yeah, I'll talk to you again for the uh, Patreon app. Okay, sounds good. Take care. Alrighty, you can find This Might Be a Podcast at thismightbeapodcast.com. Here's some covers at thismightbeapodcast.bandcamp.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, This Might Be a Pod. Email me, thismightbeapod at gmail. And leave me some voicemails, 224-801-2930. If you really like what you're hearing, go to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast to get some exclusive content and some cool swag. All right, check you later. Let's drink, drink, this town is so great. Drink, drink, cause it's never too late to drink, drink, to know. Surprise, but what words rhyme?